Welcome to Movie Club with John and Becca. I'm John. I'm Becca. And we are here to talk about Dr. No. Or James Bond in general, really. (laughs) So, uh, to give you guys who are listening to this a little bit of backstory, uh, this is our podcast where we talk about movies that we love. And uh, recently, uh, Becca thought that we should do all the James Bond movies. Right? Yes. Yeah. In retrospect, it was a Lofty. Weir- weird idea. <laughs> Why? But not specifically that we just do all the James Bond movies, but that we drink our way through them. Yes. And not that we're matching him drink for drink, but that we Certainly should not. just drink whatever main kind of yeah. thing he has going in his movie while we watch the movie. Well, we were, we what it was, we recently watched, what, Skyfall? Is that when yeah. you had the yeah. idea? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we recently watched Skyfall, which is a fucking good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you said we should watch all the James Bond movies. Drink what he's drinking yeah. during them, and then talk about because like, he changes he changes it up sometimes yeah and he drinks different things mm-hmm. and um and like drinking what James Bond drinks uh, while watching James Bond and then and then it feels pretty cool doing a podcast feels awesome yeah and our original idea uh was like let's do a James Bond podcast mm-hmm. and there's already at least two James Bond podcasts and we already do it our... sounds like we're going to be competing with them no I know uh I know but. What I was thinking was, we already do our own movie podcast, mm-hmm. so let's just roll that James Bond movie viewing slash drinking idea into mm-hmm. our already formed movie podcast. Yeah, we'll just sprinkle it in. And this is just like, this is that kind of like sh- uh, uh, subgenre. Yeah. So what we're going to do, and this is the first one, but we're, what we're going to do over the next indeterminable amount of time is drink our way <laughs> through all... 24, soon to be 25, depending on whenever we get around to, like, actually finishing this up. Because the next... I feel like we'll... Well, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know how much faith I have in us. Exactly. It's going to be a while before that next movie comes out. It's going to be, like... Like, two two years? years. Yeah. Literally two years from right now. I think we can watch 24 movies in two years. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, interspersed with, like, other movies. Just one movie every month. (laughs) That's true. Okay. That's a... That's a pretty good pace to keep. That's actually a very good... That's a perfect pace to keep. That is actually a perfect pace to keep. Another genius idea from me. Holy shit. So this is November 2017. (laughs) Yes. And James Bond 25, untitled. We don't know anything about it other Mm -hmm. than Daniel Craig is definitely back and it is probably his last one. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's coming out in November 2019. We have two years. I'm fine with this. Yeah. So I think we, we can do it. We jumped like on a tiny bit because mm-hmm. we started off. We're, so we're going in order. Well, okay. Yes. So go. He didn't. I did not see him drink red stripe in this movie unless I wasn't paying attention. <sighs> see, I think they he, he like throws some guy into crates of yes. red stripe, but yes. I don't think I ever saw him ever drink it. I think in the scene, and see, I think I wasn't paying attention. I like <laughs> <laughs> this movie's really boring. Well, spoiler alert, most of them are. <laughs> I love... Okay, we'll get into this in a second. Yeah. I, I, I think we'll, the scene... We'll tackle the booze first. The scene with the, the, the lady and the photographer, the, the, the photographer lady, uh-huh. 
I think they're drinking Red Stripe in that scene. Okay, when they're like I, at a bar. They're at like a bar in Jamaica. That's the scene where everyone's like dancing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was making our. Oh, that's what it was. I was making oh, yeah. our. I was making our second round during that scene. I was just not paying attention. I think they're. I think they're drinking Red Stripe in that scene. Okay. I'm almost like I'm almost 100 percent positive that they. Well, drink. at least I've had Red Stripe before. Same. So. I can speak to it. We can talk about it. Yeah. So Red Stripe is pretty solid. It's actually, yeah, it's, it's actually really it's good. It's never, ever my first choice, but if it's there, I'll definitely drink it. It's if all it right. Was, if, if it was like a choice between Red Stripe and like Miller Lite, Budweiser, Coors, like any of those other standards, yeah. I would 100% choose Red Stripe. Definitely. My mom loves Red Stripe. Yeah. It's like I weirdly associate it with you and your family yeah. because for some reason it's the beer that's always there for at some your reason. family gathering. For some reason. I've had more Red Stripe with your family yep. than I've had like outside. Ditto. I literally <laughs> never drank Red Stripe outside of a, one of my family functions <laughs> and I don't understand why. It's just like my mom's favorite yeah. beer. Maybe it's, it's James Bond it's related. Not bad. I have no idea. Uh, Probably not, but yeah, it it's is all good right. Yeah. It's all right. So yeah, we did not plan ahead, so we did not get red stripe for this podcast. Yeah. So apologies. That's a uh, well. I mean, <laughs> apologies to the viewer, 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 <laughs> listener. Uh, we're I'm drunk. <laughs> we drink martinis. Yes. During this movie, so what our plan is to drink our way through these movies. We're going to drink what he drinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's gonna at some point mean that we're gonna have to fucking buy goddamn Heineken. Mm. Yep. Mm-mm. You know what we could do? Like maybe they have like a forty. If they have like a, if they sell forties of Heineken, we could just get one of those and like split it. Because I really don't feel like buying a six pack of Heineken. No. <laughs> um so I have so okay, much. Okay, but also okay. well all right, well just to tackle the booze yes. first. Sure. So he also drinks medium dry vodka martinis with a twist yes so that's pretty much what we had Mm -hmm. we don't have actual lemons so we just did some lemon Lemon juice juice. um this was my first ever vodka martini like just regular vodka really are you serious yes i didn't know that yeah Yeah. so this is the first time you've ever had just like a straight up regular old yes dry vodka martini yes gin martinis are definitely my go-to i love them okay Vodka martini wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but it was just a little odd, mm-hmm. so I wasn't super enjoying it. It was just a, it was just kind of odd. Like I like vodka in other things, and especially in white Russians, we've had them, you know, yes. like every year we drink them. Every in the time it snows. But <laughs> I've never really had vodka so plainly, so drinking it in just like a plain old martini, I was like, this kind of tastes like a white Russian, but not really. <laughs> this tastes like, like a white Russian without the It tastes like the, uh, part Kula. of a white Russian, but <laughs> it's not all there, and it's yeah. just kind of weird. Yeah. But it wasn't bad, but it was kind of weird, and yeah, definitely second round, <clears throat> I just had gin. Yeah, oh, it wasn't bad. Our first round was a regular old dry... Uh, vodka martini. Mm-hmm. And then our second round, you had a gin martini. Yes. A dry gin martini. Which was delicious. With a little bit of lemon. Yeah. And I had a dirty vodka martini. Which, which is, is disgusting. Which I love. Uh, and I have to say, yeah, like, I think both of us greatly preferred our second round to our first you did, round. You didn't like your dry vodka martini? No, I, I mean, like, it was okay, but, mm. but holy shit, I love dirty vodka martinis. They're just the best. I can't I want, even see, smell them. I can't remember off the top of my head if Bond ever drinks a dirty martini. I don't think he does. 
But now I'm excited to like go through <laughs> the movies and see if he does. If he does, I'm not drinking it. No, I know. I know. It's I don't th- not happening. I honestly, I don't think he does, honestly. I don't think he does. I really yeah. don't think he does. I am, well, uh, I'm excited to get to <laughs> Casino Royale, which yeah, is going like, to take forever. Yeah. It's going to take like, what, 22 movies? We just 23 bought, movies? We just bought vodka, gin, and Lilith, <laughs> thinking we want to make Vesper martinis. <laughs> And, like, we're going to go through that Lilith and then some oh, by the yeah. time we end up watching Casino Royale. Um, so, okay. Talking about Dr. No. Um, what I wanted to do... Okay. I'm, so, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. That I wanted to go through... Just me, personally. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sit down and watch all the Bond movies, like, from beginning to end, starting with Dr. No. Mm-hmm. And, like, really analyze them. Uh, like hardcore analyze them, uh-huh. which, which isn't what we're gonna do because that, that would be, I think, too boring. But I, I could try. But but what I but I had like kind of a um, template mm-hmm. for that, and that's what I wanted to do with these podcasts. Yeah, when we watch these. We movies. could do that. Yeah. I have my own mental template that okay. I'm bringing to these movies that I'd like to talk about, and I also feel like we should apologize to the listeners for the fucking like. Thrumming, thro- throbbing bass, throbbing bass <laughs> in the background because apparently the country club people next door to us are like having a banger party right now. It feels like we're back in Hamden. We live next. I to don't a- understand it. We live next to a golf course and like we've been here for like five months, four months, and it's been very, very quiet. Like ninety nine percent of the time, and like like spooky suburbs quiet. Yeah, like but real now quiet. somehow it sounds. Completely like, like we're back in Baltimore City. Once in a blue with moon. With a rude ass neighbor. <laughs> once in a blue moon, we're like watching a movie and then you hear like <laughs> outside. And uh, I don't know, it's a Saturday night. They must be having a wedding up there wedding. or something. Um, so, Mike, the criteria that I wanted to follow for like breaking this shit down, mm-hmm. and I think it would be fun to break all these movies down by the same criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, is is like the basic shit, but like when you think of a Bond movie, there's basic building blocks essentially that you mm-hmm. you have to build that movie. Every single Bond movie has these building blocks. Um, you have. Let's start off with just. Well, I'm okay. Hold on. Yeah. As a person that doesn't know as much about Bond as you, okay. Um, can I guess? Like, can I try to guess what they yes, are? Please. Like, yes, guess what yes. your criteria Absolutely. is? So as an outsider, kind of, okay. I think I've seen most of the Bond movies. I think you've seen all, I actually think you've seen all of them with me. I think we skipped, I don't know. I thought there were some we skipped. There's some, what's his face that I haven't Roger seen? Roger Moore? No, the other one. Sean Connery? No, the other one. Pierce Brosnan? Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But you've seen them all, right? I don't think I have. Well, we di- at least okay. didn't finish them anyway. That's fine. All right. So as a pretty much an outsider, yeah, yeah. So I don't even remember all their names. I'm thinking <laughs> fight scenes. Okay. Villains. Okay. Bond girls. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably something about cars. I don't care about that. <laughs> Those are the yeah. only things I really care about. Okay. Fight scenes. Villains. Fight Bond scenes. Girls. Villains. Bond girls. Okay. All right. Those are good. Okay, those what are else? good. <laughs> yeah. So I, those are my building blocks of understanding. What uh, the the way uh, the way I go is kind of like uh, uh, order of importance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, hang on. I, I wrote, importance. Oh my god, you took notes. No, no, I didn't take notes. Oh. But what I did, the, even worse. 
<laughs> I start... No, I love notes. That's oh. not a bad thing. God, Are you I, kidding? See, see, Who now, do you think I am? Now I wish I had taken notes. Oh, God damn it. I started a, a Google sheet a while ago. Oh, my where God. I was going to take notes. You okay. made a spreadsheet. Yeah, I did make a spreadsheet. I love spreadsheet. you. I love you. Okay, so here we go. We got the films. Mm-hmm. There's 23 of them so far. Uh, number one, The Bond. That's the okay. first one you got to talk yeah. about. Is the the James Bond because uh, he's played by. Do you by... mind if I get that chair instead of the stool? I don't no, no, understand how you can be remotely comfortable sitting on this chair. I got a bony butt. I don't know. That is changing chairs. Sorry, everyone. All right, so you start out with with Bond. Oh, so much better. Uh, and and basically like that that's the one you're going to talk about maybe the least outside of the first movie of each Bond iteration because you've got. Different actors that play him. Yeah. Um, then the Bond girls, mm-hmm. and then the, and then like kind of Bond girls have their own subcategories. So like the Bond girls, there's like the main Bond girls, and then there's mm-hmm. usually like a femme fatale. The good ones and or good Bond girls and bad Bond girls. Yeah, usually. Mm-hmm. And like there's also usually like like sometimes there's even like secondary Bond girls. So like sometimes there's like a main Bond girl and a villain Bond girl and even like a third like secondary Bond girl. It okay. depends on the movie. Yeah. Because some of them have like five. <laughs> <laughs> and like this one had base. Well, this one had like two or th- no, three. Yeah, this, this one, one had, had a three. couple. Yeah, this one had three. So okay, Bond girls, villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, plot. Plot. <laughs> I think is. I plot. I think is maybe the most fun thing to talk about. <laughs> plot is where I will be lost because every single time. It's maybe the worst thing about every single Bond movie. Yeah. Uh, locations. Okay. Uh, gadgets. Oh. Yeah. The song. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the opening credits. That's where I stopped taking notes, but then I can think of a couple more things. Uh-huh. Uh, his allies. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we can also talk about like pre- pre-title sequence. I thought that's what you meant by opening. Uh, by opening credits, I mean like, oh, like like the actual like like the cold open. There's the, oh so wait, there's a that's cold what you open. meant by pre-title pre-title sequence. Pre-title sequence. Gotcha. Let's call it cold open. Cold open. Cold title open. Title sequence. And then like title mm-hmm. sequence, but then also the you can and also the song. You can talk about the song separate of the title sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, allies, and then uh, yeah, I guess that's basically well, it. Well, and some of them have a couple songs, don't they? Yes, some of them have two songs mm-hmm. usually. Um, I would say cars fall into gadgets. Okay. Because I don't give a shit about like, cars. Well, that I know much it's a thing like the cars and the guns and stuff, but I yeah. don't know any of them. I, like I could tell you a gun he had in this movie because we just watched it and they made a big deal, about, a big deal about him about exactly. using a different gun than he wanted to use. Yeah. Um, and then okay, so like I said, villains. But uh, same with Bond girls. How you can kind of have subcategories of Bond girls. Mm-hmm. You can have subcategories of villains because there's oh, also like usually the actual henchmen. villain, yeah, or the henchman. Exactly. So usually mm-hmm. like a main villain, and then usually like maybe one or a couple henchmen. Okay. Okay. All right. So God, you should you should write this all down and then email it to me, and then I can take better notes. Oh next my god! Time. Yeah. So oh, this we can is, make a spreadsheet. This is like <laughs> this is our proto podcast. This is Doctor No. <laughs> We're gonna do an okay job of it. Uh, but we're going to do a really good job with From Russia With Love, which is the Gosh. second one. Uh, so let's just first talk about Sean Connery mm-hmm. as James Bond. Yes. Dr. No, this is the very first one. What are your thoughts? Um, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty good. I know that he's like every man's favorite Bond. He's not my favorite Bond. We'll get into that way later. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him okay. okay. He's probably my 
third favorite Bond. Third favorite? I think I know who your second. No, he's my fourth favorite. Fourth favorite? <laughs> yes. Okay, he's can I guess? He's my fourth favorite Bond. I know your first one's Daniel yes. Craig. Yes. And I guess your second is Timothy Dalton. Yes. And I'm going to guess your third is Lazenby? Yeah. Holy shit. I know. And fourth favorite is unpopular, Sean Unpopular opinion. It is an unpopular opinion, and I respect well, it. Well, but I mean, is it an unpopular opinion among men or women? I think it's an unpopular opinion among just like most people who watch James Bond movies. Who are men or women? Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying like in general, like the general consensus, weirdly, well, in, my, in my opinion, weirdly, is that people don't like Timothy Dalton. Well, I, I, the point I was going was like... Most men fucking love Sean Connery, yes. whether it's Bond or yes. whatever else he's done in his life. Men just love him. He's like a man's man. And I, he see, is. I see that, yeah. but it's not appealing to me. Okay. Like, he's fine to me. Um, in this Bond movie, he's all right. He doesn't do anything that really bothers me or anything <laughs> that's super... Well, no, he's pretty cool. He does some pretty cool stuff. All right. Like, it's not like crazy like well yay cool he's doing some shit but he like flips a guy over one time and he does his weird little like setup with the fake like him in his bed and he's just sitting there playing solitaire and smoking and drinking alone like setting a trap for someone like that's kind of cool but um he's okay all right yeah he doesn't blow my mind but he's okay he doesn't blow my mind either but i do love him Mm -hmm. and i think he's maybe he's probably my second favorite like behind daniel craig behind daniel craig Mm -hmm. I feel like you're hard pressed these days for anyone who like <laughs> li- likes James Bond yeah. to be like Daniel Craig's not their favorite but James Bond. Well, I which is funny because well, it's not funny. I guess it makes sense. I feel like the first couple Daniel Craig movies people really weren't going to say that. Or people were like, "Yeah, he's good, but I mean, I don't know how he compares to, you yeah. know." But I feel like he's established enough now in his Definitely. bondness that people are like, "Okay, I feel comfortable ranking him. He's the fucking yeah, best one." Yeah, he's he's a decade in. Like he's a decade yeah. in now and people God, That's insane. Yeah. Uh, Cinderella came out in 2006. So actually Oh my god. Yeah. That's insane. Um Yeah, it's it's funny because like in the Brosnan years I guess maybe during the Brosnan years when I was younger and like mm. those were the first ones that I saw in the theater uh, and I thought like, oh, Pierce Brosnan's my favorite and then like going back and watching other ones. Mm. Uh, but even still like, like Daniel Craig is just the fucking best. <laughs> like we'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, we had funnily different reactions to Pierce Brosnan movies yes. because the first Bob movie I ever saw was, which one was it? With Dr. Christmas Jones. Oh, fuck. Uh, World is Not Enough. World is Not Enough was the first Bond movie I ever saw. That's I saw bummer. it in the theaters. That's a bummer. And I thought, I guess I don't like James Bond. Yeah. You would think that if and that was the first one you saw. I don't think I ever saw another James Bond movie yeah. until you convinced me to go see Casino Royale with you when after we started dating. Yeah. Which is a... Oh, Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Okay. And that was... Quite a number of years later. Yeah, and quite different. Many, many years later. Quite a different movie. Yeah. Um, I love Sean Connery. Yeah. I think he's great. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's also funny because I know you don't generally even like Sean Connery. I dislike him more as an older, as an older person yeah. because I feel like his voice is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> it changes so vastly. That doesn't happen to anyone else. I don't yeah. understand it. It I, sounds like a different person. It does. I mean, I agree. It I does. don't understand it. Like, 
was he toning down his Scottishness for James Bond? Because <laughs> really also when he's acting, he really doesn't look like he's trying that hard. <clears throat> Even when he's in James Bond, he just doesn't really look like he cares that much. Well, so I can't imagine he's really doing that much to suppress his accent. I don't think he is. And, and like and I don't I don't think Dr. No was his first movie ever, but it was one of his first movies. Mm-hmm. Um he was very he was a total unknown. Yeah. Like he was a total unknown when he was cast as James Bond. This made him a huge star. Mm-hmm. Um so I I would assume that he's not really toning down his Scottish accent. Like even to the point where the character James Bond in the books, Ian Fleming, mm-hmm did not intend James Bond to be a Scottish character and then didn't want them to cast Sean Connery because he was Scottish. Yeah. But then, like, after getting to know Sean Connery and seeing (laughs) him play James Bond a couple of times, um, eventually actually retconned in the Mm -hmm. books that he is of Scottish ancestry, literally because of fucking Sean Connery. Yeah. So, like, James Bond is, like... Uh, you know, in the books, canon. Scottish. Technically, he's Scottish. Technically Scottish. That's funny. Which is why, in like, for Sky... everyone that gets mad about, yeah. the, the idea of him not being English. Which, like, in Skyfall, like Daniel Craig is an Englishman. Yeah. You know, playing James Bond, but goes back to his ancestral home in fucking Scotland. Yeah. Like, like... well, it's close. Well, yeah, but like that also <laughs> leads you to believe, like, well, he is Scottish. Yeah. Like he doesn't sound Scottish. He I could guess. have had English parents that yeah. moved to Scotland. Um, I don't know. But Sean Connery, great. Mm. I think he's great in Dr. No. Um, I think the thing I like a lot about Dr. No, it's a pretty slow movie. Mm -hmm. um, But it's, and it's the first James Bond movie, and it's got a lot of spy shit. That's what's cool about it, I think. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of, like, very old school spy shit. Like, when he puts his hair on the the door. And he's, like, he's, like, laying traps for people. He's doing a lot of, like, spy shit. Yeah. Uh, even when like he gets to Jamaica and the guy says, I have your car for you. And then he goes, he's like, oh, hang on a second. And he goes and calls the person he's about to meet and asks if they sent a car for him. And they say no. And he's like, all right. And then he goes along with it just to fucking find out who sent the, like, he does a lot of cool spy shit that honestly. It does seem a lot more premeditated than most other Bonds. That's the thing. That are just like. Hi, I'm James Bond, the spy. <laughs> a lot of like a second after they're supposed to have a cover. A lot of James Bond movies, he's just like, "What's going on here? Are you a villain?" Like, <laughs> I'll just show up to the villain's doorstep, showed, and I'm sure it'll work out fine. He like shows his cards very early yeah. in every movie, almost every movie. Yeah. So it's fun to see him ever actually be a fucking spy. Yeah. <laughs> which that he is, is cool. Which he's yeah. doing in Doctor No. So I. I like Sean Connery in this movie. I give him, you know, five stars or whatever. Like, I think he's doing a top-notch job, pretty much. Um, well, it's also hard for me to not think about the other Bond movies that I've seen. Yeah. To, like, if this was the first one I ever saw and have nothing to compare it against, I might have a different opinion. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's also very... And it's from 1962. Yeah. It's very dated. Yeah, you like have some to... of the things they do look really cool, and they do do some really interesting in camera effects and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But some of it also is very dated, and you just can't get away from that kind of stuff. We were talking a couple of times about how like great some of the shots were. Yeah, like the, there were some really like wonderful silhouette, kind silhouette of shots. shots. Yeah, like there were some really awesome, just very like of the times, kind of like Hitchcocky shots. Yeah, we like started talking about Hitchcock at yeah. some point, like during the movie. Uh, and then there's other shots where he's like driving and it's clearly blue screen behind him and it's terrible looking and then 
also of the times. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say to, about Sean Connery um, mm. is just his introduction. Because this is yeah. like the classic, probably most famous Bond introduction mm. of him playing Baccarat and, yeah. you know, lighting a cigarette yeah. while the fucking music starts up and he yeah. says Bond, James Bond in like, I would say personally the best, like the best way any of the actors have ever said Bond, James Bond. I'll have to keep that in mind as we watch the other ones because none of them are sticking out to me at the moment. Because they do all say it. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is, I think this is the best one. Okay. And I don't know if it's just because it's the first one or because Sean Connery is just doing the best job. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. We'll see. I know, I, we just watched uh, Living Daylights and I remember yeah. Timothy Dalton's way of doing it. Specifically, that he just does it as like a very much of a throwaway. Well, yeah, I feel like a lot of them do that because they have to say it so fucking often. It's like, how do you make this dramatic and impactful 24 movies in? Yeah. Like, how do I do it differently? Yeah. All right. Uh, Bond Girls. Yes. Honey Rider. Honey Rider is the main one. Two other chicks whose names I don't remember. Sylvia Trench. She's the first one. She's the one he She's meets. She's the photographer. No, Sylvia Trench is the one he meets in the um, background game in the very beginning. Oh, and I then she about shows her. up like at his okay at his apartment. Is it his apartment or his hotel? I have absolutely. no I idea. I honestly don't know. I don't think he has a home. <laughs> well, let's just assume it's an apartment. It's honestly, it's too nice looking. I think he's just a nomad. It's way too nice looking for it to be his apartment. Yeah. So it has it was to be clearly a, furnished by someone else. It has to be a hotel. So she shows up in his hotel and then they fuck. Yeah. And then he, like, goes off. So, but, so what, did she have anything to do with anything? Was no. she a part of the main plot? No. Okay. She's literally just... Well, see, to me, she doesn't really count as a Bond girl. Well, it's yeah. weird. So she uh, was apparently intended to be his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she actually shows up in the beginning of From Russia With Love, the same actress. Okay. Playing the same, char- same character. And that's mm-hmm. the only time that's ever happened in a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. They intended her to be his girlfriend. And then, I guess, like, during or after From Russia With Love, mm-hmm. realized, like, he's, too, like, too promiscuous. And they no wanted, one wants to see like, him have a girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Like, they wanted him to, like, keep flirting with Money Penny, and they wanted him mm-hmm. to keep, like, hooking up with, like, new girls every time. Yeah. So they just ditched the idea of him having, like, a regular girl. That's a good idea. It, it is. Gonna because that would be sad. Keep having him fuck everyone else. If every movie started with him, like... With his girlfriend, and then he goes off and fucks, like, ten other girls? Yeah. That would be really sad for her. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I support that decision. So, Sylvia Trench, she's the girl that he plays in Baccarat, mm-hmm. and then shows up in his hotel. Then there is, and I don't know what her name is, but the non-Asian Asian lady. Yeah. Um, I don't on, know In Jamaica. Name. Yeah. Who is, I guess, working for Dr. No? She clearly is a white woman <laughs> with blue eyes. <laughs> She looks like she's dubbed anyway. I really don't understand what's going on there. But they've got her in kimonos and, like, her hair up in, like, intricate black. Like, she might as well have chopsticks in it. Yeah. And... I think she's dubbed... Like, she's got, like, a lot of, like, liquid eyeliner, like, cat eye kind of thing going on. I think she's dubbed with someone kind of doing a little bit of, like, maybe an Asian accent. Yeah. So... It's pretty terrible. Yeah. So... But she is bad, right? Yeah, I think she qualifies as the femme fatale in yeah. this movie, even though she's not but like then, super bad. So who was the photographer chick? Because I forgot she existed, and then she showed back up at the end. I think she's also just like a maybe like a freelance mercenary type. Mm-hmm. Did she show up at the end? You said. I think so. Oh, 
Or he, not at the very end, but he was like, why are you always taking pictures of me yeah, or something? The and then I wasn't really listening. Yeah. I, I think she was just hired. She was like, someone paid me. Basically. She was hired to take pictures of him. She's mm-hmm. like at the airport and then he like catches her at the bar and like mm-hmm. takes her camera away. So she's not really like a bad guy. She's just. She's a rando. Yeah. Rando okay. girl. Um, And then like what? Like an hour into the movie, you meet Honey Rider. Yeah. Who is like actually the main Bond girl. Yeah. Which, so. I didn't remember much about this movie. Mm-hmm. It was, it's been a long time since I've seen it. So she's just like some chick at the beach alone yes. collecting $50 seashells. Yes. And then ends up like stuck with him, like fearing for her life for a while. Yes, 100%. That's awful. <laughs> All she wanted to do was sell some expensive ass she's seashells. She's literally just like in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. She She's on Crab Key, which is Dr. No's Island. Yeah. Collecting seashells. Which and, and apparently seemi- are worth a goddamn fortune. And also, like, seemingly knows the deal. Like, hey, watch out for these dudes. Yeah, like, watch so, out for these dudes on a boat with like, machine guns. Watch out for the dragon. Watch out for the dudes with machine gun. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows that she's not supposed to be there. And Bond just shows up and is just like, hey, what's up? And then, like, just gets her involved And then with he's just like, you're shit. with me now. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't she just leave? They didn't know she was there. Well, and the reason... Because they were hiding. Yeah, and the reason she doesn't leave is because they, sh- when the guys with the machine guns showed up, they shot up her boat. Oh. Because that was when he was like, get your boat and get out of here. And she was like, my boat's fucked up. Like, yeah. this is because of you. And he's like, all right, come with me. And then she's just with him the rest of the time. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> A terrible situation for her. But how do we feel uh, about her as a Bond girl? She's pretty cool. She's pretty great. She doesn't seem super helpless. No, and she has that great moment where she's, when they're like having their little like, you know, uh, uh, heart to heart Mm -hmm. and they're talking about each other and she like mentions like a guy who raped her, I guess. Yeah. Who they, she then kills with a black widow. Yeah. That was awesome. It took him a week to die. Yeah. Like, that was a pretty good character moment for her. Definitely making the best out of a horrible situation. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't catch the beginning of that story that she was telling. I only started tuning in <laughs> when she said she put a female black widow in his bed. What I like about her is that she more or less holds her own. Yeah. And the, and the, and the fact that like this is a movie made in 1962... These movies, especially these James Bond movies, were very much like man's man movies mm-hmm. for a while, um, for a really, really long time. And these Bond girls that hold their own are a little bit few and far between. Yeah. Like, I, we'll get into it when we get into the other movies, but like, the ones that like are equals mm-hmm. basically to Bond and can like don't need him and can kick ass. Yeah. There's not a lot of them. And yeah. unfortunately, most of them are the ones who are like, James! Yeah. And see, I don't really remember her fighting or anything like that. But she's definitely not like a damsel in distress. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, she's she's not like, she's not like a badass, like, fighter. Yeah. Uh, and she does get, like, captured at the end and he does save her. But she is also not like... Yeah, like crying out for him. Like literally, yeah. I feel like most of the women. You're just thinking of Donna's mom. Donna's mom. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm thinking of most of the women in, in honestly Roger Moore's movies. Yeah. I think most of Roger Moore's Bond girls are like, help me. Well, they had to do something to make him look important <laughs> and effectual. 
Oh, oh god damn it. We'll get into that. We'll get later. into this. Uh Bond villains. So So we had Dr. No. Dr. No is the main one. We can talk about first uh Doctor Professor Dent. He's okay. the guy with the tarantula. This, was that Delilah? Can you hear her? Yes, I can. You are loud as shit. Can you get out of this room, Delilah? I can't. Get out. Is purring too loudly. Get out. Jesus Christ. Um was he the guy that he went to see and was asking him about rocks? And he yes. was like, I threw those rocks away. Yep. Okay. That guy. And then he's the one who he, he set the trap boring. for. And he shot him. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, he's pretty boring. Yeah, that I guy mean, wasn't super. I, and <laughs> that was the point where I definitely had absolutely no fucking idea what the plot was. <laughs> I was tr- really trying to hang in there yeah. because... I'm notorious for not even just Bond movies, but I don't know, a lot of action movies in general. I really like action movies, but I kind of don't care what they're about. So whenever anyone's talking for a while, I'm just completely tuning it out. I, and then I ask John later, or I ask him while I'm talking over somebody that's explaining it. So, and yeah. then I, I just don't, I just don't know. I think we've mentioned this before, and I don't know if we've mentioned it on this podcast or mm-hmm. our other podcast. But I think we've definitely talked about before how you have a really uncanny ability to ask what's happening the absolute second that the character on screen is explaining the thing that you're asking about. It's It's a talent. It's crazy. It's a blessing and a curse. (laughs) So, Professor Dent, I feel like he's pretty unmemorable, honestly. Mm. I think the most memorable thing about him is is the way Bond kills him. Yeah. And it's more of a memorable thing for James Bond than him. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty good scene where he sets him up, you know, with his yeah. little trap. Puts his, like, pillow under his bed yeah. sheets like he's a teenager sneaking out. Yeah, and, de- and he plays solitaire yeah. and drinks and smokes while he waits for this guy to come kill him. Yeah. The guy walks in, shoots the pillow, and then he, like, corners him. And then, like, basically just shoots him. So what What was that guy's purpose? What did he do in the plot? Uh, He worked for Dr. No. Doing what? Something with rocks? I think we'll get into it. We will? Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, our next sec- Okay, so let's talk about Dr. No, and then we'll talk about plot. Okay. So Dr. No is the main villain. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him? Um, He had a really cool lair. Yes. Like, I'm not even just saying, like, a cool bad guy lair. Like, he had a really nice home. <laughs> and a really nice... A nice home. He had a really nice, big, open... <laughs> floor plan and like that huge fireplace and that cool aquarium and, that table. and there was some other thing in like there that, that dining I table was great like in front of that big you know window with the fish yeah yeah but there was something else in there that i liked and now i can't remember <laughs> the copper doors i really like the copper doors no those are like vault doors no one needs <laughs> vault doors in their home i don't know i really you do li- you're dealing with i radiation. really liked his lair okay i thought that i thought it was really nice all right um, other than that, I didn't really know what his deal was. Radiation mm. scientist with no hands. I was completely lost and was clearly a white guy playing an Asian yeah. person, that's the which most, was awful. That's the most striking thing about it is that he's clearly, I mean, he says, he says he's half German, half Chinese. Uh, yeah. He is like zero either. And like, he's so you, 100% do, English. Do you mean 100% British? <laughs> because that's what you are. Yeah. That's your accent. So, here's the fun game that I want to play with every single one of these movies. Oh, God. First, I want you to say what you think the plot is. Oh, my God. And then I'm going to say what I think the plot is, and then we're going to read what the actual plot is oh on God. Wikipedia. 
So what do you think the plot of this movie is? I really have almost nothing to say. Give me what you got. So. God, what happened at the beginning? (laughs) So. There's this lady in Jamaica Uh who probably works for MI6. Yes. And they she gets shot um and here's where we come to my personal criteria for bond movies she's i think the one and only female to die in this movie yeah she is so she gets shot because she's just trying to answer her cb radio or whatever so she doesn't phone back in so then london's all suspicious Mm -hmm. and then they tell bond like this lady didn't call us back in jamaica so then he goes to check it out uh, and then he meets his ally, who mm-hmm. we didn't talk about, but his his guy friend, whatever, that yes. guy's with him for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to figure out what's going on in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And he meets Honey Rider, mm-hmm. innocently collecting expensive seashells on the beach. And Dr. No is a radiation scientist uh-huh. who is doing something with a rocket. Okay. And doesn't like Bond investigating him, so tries to have him killed and then captures him. And then Bond uh, fucks up whatever he was trying to do about the rocket and kills everyone. I think you're really close. Actually. Oh my god, yay! Yeah, I think you're really close. Okay. So then, okay, so what <laughs> I would... That was painful. What I was... <laughs> <laughs> what I would add to that, okay, so in the beginning, uh, the the which we did talk about the cold open. Oh my god! Delilah's playing with the pickle. I'm Deli- sorry. Delilah's it's playing really with cute. the pickle. The cold open uh, mm. is uh, Strangways. You might have remembered them saying that name a bunch of times. I do remember that name. That's like an MI6 guy in Jamaica. Strangways mm-hmm. gets killed, and then his like secretary, that woman, gets killed, mm-hmm. and then those dudes steal a file on Doctor No. And then, yeah, MI6 is like, we haven't heard back from Strangways. Go down and check it out. Spawn goes down to Jamaica, uh, uh, investigates it, meets up with Coral, who is the, uh, the Jamaican guy who is working with Strangways, I think. Uh, it had something to do with radiation samples, like rock samples. Ah. And that's when he talks to Professor Dent, who denies he's it. He's like, it was just pyrite. I threw it in the trash. Yeah, yeah. And then Professor Dent's like, nah, blah, blah, blah. But he's actually working for Dr. No. Mm-hmm. And Dr. No is like, nope, go kill this guy Bond. He's on to us. So he tries to kill him with the tarantula. That doesn't work out. So Bond tracks him down or, or you know, lays that trap, kills mm-hmm. Dent. Then takes... I feel like if you could get close enough... To, like, put a tarantula in someone's room to try to kill them. You You might as well just shoot shoot them them in the the head. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Uh, Stab him with a knife. Do whatever you want. (laughs) Light him on fire. Doesn't matter. Literally anything but put a tarantula on him. And hope for the best. uh, What if Dr. Doe's like, has to be tarantula. (laughs) Yeah. If you kill him with a gun, I'll kill you. (laughs) Um, So then he and Coral go to Crab Key, which is uh, where he thinks Dr. Doe is. I don't remember why. Uh, They get to Crab Key Island. They meet Honey Rider. They, the three of them get all embroiled up and trying to hide from uh, Dr. No's forces. Uh, there's a dragon, quote unquote, which is just a big like yeah, tractor I with a flamethrower. I still don't really understand what that was. It's just a big fucking tractor with a flamethrower. Was it Dr. Nose? Yeah, it was Dr. Nose. 
It was just for idiots. Like Coral and Honey Rider who are like, it's a dragon. What was he doing with it? (laughs) He's just using it. Okay, so he was using the dragon, I think, as a means to like frighten people away. Like keep people away from Crab Key. That's the whole thing. So it's just driving a tank with a face on it. <laughs> yes. Around an island in the Caribbean. <laughs> yes. Shooting flames out the front of it. Correct. Just to scare people away. Correct. From his radiation dungeon. Yep. yep. Radiation dungeon. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, Coral gets uh, incinerated by this dragon. That was sad. That was sad. That was sad for Coral. And then uh, Bond and Honey Rider get captured, taken into Dr. No's lair. And this is where I get fuzzy because yep. they get into Dr. No's lair. They get roofied. Yeah. Nothing but, happens. But then, yeah, they get roofied and then they just wake up like, wow, we got roofied. Yeah, they get roofied and then they wake up and they're like, I guess we were roofied. And then the woman comes in. She's like, all right, he'll have dinner with you now. Yeah. Here's like, some clothes for you. Uh, and then they go to dinner with Dr. No. And then Honey Rider gets taken away and presumably uh, a tied up in that room with the water. That you don't see her in for a while. And then Dr. Doe is like, this is my plot, I guess. This is where I'm super fuzzy. It has something to do all. with the Americans, and it has something to do with missiles, and it has... Oh, yeah, Felix is in this movie. Yeah, Felix Leiter. It has something to do with the Americans, missiles, and radiation. Okay. That's all I know. So was that an American missile? I Oh, because they were saying so. something about... Um... What's that place where they have missiles in Florida? Uh, Cape Canaveral? Yeah. Oh. I thought they were saying something about Cape Canaveral. I think you're right. So, okay. Something about Cape Canaveral, missiles, radiation. <laughs> Dr. No works for Spectre, which is Oh, uh, yeah. They do bring up Spectre. Let's see if right I remember. Away. Special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, and extortion. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous shit. I in would the love world. to, like... I would love to see the meeting where they were planning out what Spectre stood for <laughs> and the guy that suggests revenge. Right? Like, being part like of their mission. One asshole who's bitter revenge! and he's like, revenge! Revenge. <laughs> and everyone's like, that sounds really petty, but I guess it I'm makes like, them more right. complete anagram. Like, I so. guess it wouldn't be fun if it was just Spect. Spect. <laughs> Specty. Um,. And then, yeah. Anagram. That's not the word I was thinking. Acrostic. Acrostic. What's the anagram? Oh, anagrams when you rearrange the yeah. words. Yeah. Yeah, letters. Okay. And then, so yeah. And then Dr. No. Uh, Dr. No's then like, this is my plan. And uh, do you want to be part of it? And Bond's like, no. And he's like, all right, fine. And then takes him away to be killed. And then Bond escapes. And then foils his plan, kills Dr. No. And then fucks Honey Rider on a boat. Yes. He does do that. Yeah. After Felix saves him from like literal fucking death on the open ocean. Yeah. Felix is like, hey, I'm here. Somehow I found you and your boat that ran out of fuel or yeah. whatever and ties a rope to it. And Bond's like, ha ha. And he throws the rope away to fuck Honey Rider. Yeah. Uh, presumably again. Uh, yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he, like, she was pretty much like, what do we do now? And he's like, well. <laughs> well. Yeah. Okay. So now what I want to see is how close we got. Okay. To the, to the actual, actual plot. plot. I and really. I'm, I really don't know what he was trying to do with the mis- the missile or what radiation had to do with anything at all. So that's what I want to get to. I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's quite long. Because mm-hmm. I think, I th- honestly think we got really close to like 90% of it up until. Yeah, the beginning. Literally up until Dr. No. Mm-hmm. I think we're good up until Dr. No. And you don't meet Dr. No until like 90% into this movie. Yeah. He shows up very late. Um, let's see. Upon, this is, this is when they're impressed by Dr. No. 
That's what Wikipedia says. Upon waking, they are escorted to dine with Dr. No, a Chinese-German criminal scientist who, due to radiation exposure, has, has metal hands. Oh, yeah, by the way, Dr. No has robot hands. So, okay. Yes. I wasn't looking closely. Were they, like, moving metal hands? No, I Or think, were I, they just, like... I think they were claws, honestly. They were just, like, claws, like Jamie Lannister. I think they're basically claws, yeah. Okay. Uh, he reveals that he is a former member of a Chinese crime tong. What? A Chinese crime tong from whom he stole $10 million. He also reveals that he is working for a secret organization called Spectre. He plans to disrupt the Project Mercury space launch from Cape Canaveral. Yes! Uh-huh, with his radio beam. What? <laughs> At, okay. After dinner, Honey Rider is taken away and Bond is beaten by the guards. Bond is imprisoned in a holding cell, but escapes by crawling through an air vent, disguising himself as a worker. Uh, he finds his way to Dr. No's control center, which contains a nuclear pool reactor. As the American rocket lifts off... So, Bond, radiation water. Radiation water. Uh, as the American rocket lifts off, Bond overloads the reactor, knocks Dr. No into the reactor pool, killing him. And then he finds and frees Ryder. So, honestly, so, we were... So, but why, why is he trying to blow up the missile? That, or rocket, or whatever. That, I like, literally, it doesn't fucking say. Like... I think, okay, so I think, honestly, like, special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, and extortion, does this just fall into, like, counterintelligence? Or is it, terrorism? Like, or terrorism is, like, is he just fucking with them? Like, that's kind of... I don't of, know. That's honestly what it sounds like. It sounds like he's literally just fucking he's with a missile. He's just chaos, and he's like... Yeah. Because he doesn't have... <laughs> he doesn't have a plan where he's like, give me $10 million or I'll do this. He's just gonna do it. Yeah. For Spectre, I guess. It's really, I think, one of the most half-baked of the Bond villain plans. <laughs> and it's so, not okay, that good. We haven't talked about this yet. Yeah. You've been reading the books. Yes. But you have not read this book yet. No, this is the next one, because, actually. Right. So my... they did the movies very out of order. Very out of order. Why did they do that? Do you know? I don't know, actually. Okay. I have no idea. Because So well, I'd be interested to see what the book is like. Me too. <laughs> and I mean, by the time maybe it'll we, explain what the fuck it's about. I'll read more or of these books. Or maybe it's and, not related because yeah. some of them aren't. Well, yeah, some of them like we'll get to it when we do Moonraker. Moonraker is hilariously different. Mm-hmm. Like it has almost nothing to do with the book, yeah. the, the movie, other than like the title and the name of the villain. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them have like drastically different plots. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious to see. If I were to guess, though, if I were to guess, I bet that the book is. Very, very similar to the movie. Considering this is the first movie and they hadn't gotten too crazy yet. Yeah. I bet this movie adheres very strictly to the book. Because actually, mm-hmm. so the next movie we do From Russia With Love, mm-hmm. I just finished reading From Russia With Love. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very similar. So, okay. Another question. Yes. How many movies did Sean Connery do? Five. Were they chronological? Like... For the books? Were they chronological just... Like movie wise in plots, mm, like was there any kind of. any carryover or anything to let you know what year it was? Only Spectre, only mm. or only like like Blofeld, mm-hmm. because uh, this one they mention Spectre. Mm-hmm. The next one they mention Spectre, and you see Blofeld obscured, like you hear Blofeld. <gasps> no spoilers. Okay, but I mean, like that's that's the only through yeah. line, right? That's yeah. what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing. Well, because I know I, I know they're so out of order from the books. I yeah. don't know if there's anything that happens that carries you know. from one movie to the next. Yeah. 
Not really, anything honestly. Anything that would throw off, like, the, the you know, main storyline or anything. No, not really. Like, they really only introduced that shit with the Daniel Craig movies. Mm-hmm. Like, the Daniel Craig movies are the only ones where they've done, like, really... The one movie leads into the next, mm-hmm. and they, like, keep tying them together. The, mm-hmm. the rest of the movies all pretty much stand on their own. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um... So there's not, I think, not much left to talk about this. I mean, there's Felix and Coral. Those were his two kind of allies. Mm-hmm. Wait, Coral? Coral. Like... I kept calling him Professor Coral. Yeah, like from Harry Potter. But Coral, like, like a lover's quarrel. Oh, like that's his Quarrel. Name. Quarrel. Like Quarrel. Yeah. <laughs> Quarrel. Quarrel. Like Quarrel. Professor Quarrel. Yeah. That's a weird name for a person. And then Felix. I mean... I liked Felix in this movie. Yeah, he didn't do much. No, he didn't. He didn't, like, stand out. Yeah. And I think I said to you while we were watching the movie that it was funny that he was so much handsomer to me than Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked him up and realized he was in Hawaii Five-0, yeah. I think. Jack which Lord, I've right? never seen, yeah. so... I don't know. It was I mean, like, wow, he's, just, like, so conventionally good-looking, and Sean Connery is so odd-looking to me. <laughs> It's it's weird because he like he was good in this, not mm-hmm. great, didn't stand out, and like in the books at least, um, and even in some of the movies, like Fe- mm-hmm. Felix is kind of like Bond's best friend. Yeah, like it, especially in the books, he's like he kind of plays as Bond's only friend because <laughs> Bond is such like a cold-hearted like sociopath who yeah. like doesn't have any connections. But then, as like whenever Felix pops up the books, he's always like, "Ah, my old friend Felix," yeah. and like he's always drinking with him and like having heart to hearts and shit, and and you get like a real sense of like admiration, yeah, like in the books. Well, in this movie, they definitely, you know, even if it didn't happen this way in the books, it was plotted as he was meeting him for the first time. Yes, yeah, yeah, true. So they didn't even know each other and they just met. Yeah, and then kind of Felix didn't do much or he disappeared for a while and then showed back up at yeah. the end i didn't really understand I, he honestly didn't do much like he didn't do much mm-hmm. in this movie um he just kind of shows up and he's like ah, i'm american cia yeah uh, this is what we're doing he's I like guess. don't kill professor quirrell yeah Chuck cutter's like okay <laughs> <laughs> all right then felix goes away and i don't know as far as um cold opens go this mm-hmm. one's pretty bland they're playing baccarat well, Sorry, no, I'm yawning. I'm no, very no, tired. That's fine. Uh, no, the what cold happens? the cold open is the the Strangway is getting shot and his secretary oh, getting yeah. st- shot and then the the three blind guys stealing. Oh my the, god, I hated that. The Doctor No file. So like Bond's not even in it. I hated the thing with the three blind mice. Yeah. Whatever. That was so weird. <laughs> it's very weird. Well, that and that, that goes, was some Roger Moore shit. That goes into the song or not the song. So this one's weird. This is the mm. first Bond movie. They don't have a formula yet. Yeah. The form the formula starts with I- Goldfinger. So mm-hmm. we have another movie to go before we really get into like Bond formula. Is Goldfinger the third one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but this one like, uh, it has a cold open, but it doesn't involve Bond. It's just like plot wise, it's you know it's whatever it is. It mm-hmm. it sets the plot up. It's fine. But it's not like it's not memorable. Nothing cool happens in it. Yeah. Then it has the opening title sequence. And the song... Which is crazy. Well, and the song is just the James Bond theme song, yeah. which is fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, but then it goes into, like, a Jamaican song. Yeah. And then it goes into Three Blind Mice. 
Yes. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Yeah. And then the like as far as like the 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 opening credits visuals go, it's, it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Just a lot of like. It's like the most '60s shit you'll yeah. ever see. <laughs> And you were asking the guy who did the theme song, um, mm-hmm. who he was, I said, Monty Norman. Yeah. And you asked if he had done anything and, else. Because I've just never thought of it before. Like, yeah. It's so iconic, and I don't know who that is. Well, so, okay, did you know that the James Bond theme song is not that original song? I don't understand the, the James, question. The, the James Bond theme uh-huh. is written by Monty Norman. Mm-hmm. But it was, Monty Norman was like a, 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 like a musical playwright, I think. Mm-hmm. Or he wrote music for musicals. So it was a... Uh, I'm going to look it up real quick. But he wrote this song for a, like, a play based in India. Okay. About a guy with a crazy sneeze. What? And then repurposed the tune for James Bond. I'm not making this up. <laughs> I can't process this at all. I'm going to look it up. A guy with a crazy sneeze? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, Did I'm, this play ever happen? Yeah. What was it called? Um, I'm trying to remember the name. Oh Miss, my God. It's Mr. Something. Hang on. I want to see the play. I really want to see that play. Okay, hang on. Let me find it. So, let's see. Authorship and origin. Monty Norman has been credited with the writing of the James Bond theme as received royalties, blah, blah, blah. Tune was arranged by John. So, John Barry does the actual music. So okay. it's, it's it's Monty Norman is credited with the song. John mm-hmm. Barry did all the music through most of the James Bond movies, yeah. like up until like, like late eighties. Like the 80s. actual recording. Yeah. Um, okay. Norman describes the distinctive rhythm of the guitar in the first few bars of the James Bond theme as dun 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 dun. He claims it was inspired by the song "Good Sign Bad Sign" sung by Indian characters in a house uh, a house for Mr. Beeswas, a musical he composed based on a novel. Uh, by V.S. Naipaul, set in the Indian community in Trinidad, house for Mr. Beeswas. So, good sign, bad sign. I'm going to look it up because there's lyrics. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's lyrics that go with it. That's so about, weird. About having, like, a crazy sneeze. <laughs> okay. Uh, house of Mr. Beeswas. There we go. What, how do you spell... B-I-S-W-A-S. Good sign, bad sign. Ah, uh, sh- <laughs> shut up, you fucking ad. I can skip it. Now. You hear it? Yes, I do. Yeah. So you never knew that's that? crazy! No! Isn't that insane? Oh my god. So that's where the James Bond theme song comes from. That is crazy. <laughs> oh my god. You asked, How have I known you for nine years and you've never brought that, <laughs> never up, brought to that me. up You asked me while we're watching the movie, who did the, th- who did the music? I said Monty Norman. And you said, has he done anything else? And I was like, ooh, I've got a bombshell for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That's nuts. Isn't that crazy? So someone saw that play and was like, I want to make that the theme song. 
I'll well, give this guy money for the rest of his life. I guess so, yeah. Or, or well, I think what it was, I think Monty Norman did the theme song. And, like, so he used his own music. And he's like, I'll just repurpose this shit. But then, like, but he didn't do any other music for James Bond. Mm-hmm. He only, like, did the theme song and then John Barry took it all over. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of the same way as, like, Danny Elfman did the theme song for The Simpsons. But yeah. he's never done any other music for The Simpsons. It's yeah. uh, Alf Clausen, I think. Yeah, sure, that guy. Well, <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I th- okay, so I think we covered everything. Gadgets, yeah. there really weren't any. Yeah, they switch his gun out at the very beginning it's of the movie. It. Yeah, so the that, gun. you know, Q wasn't even there. Q's not in this movie. Well, you told me a neat thing about the gun. Yes. Do you want to repeat that? Major Boothroy. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the story, and maybe the next time we record, I'll have actually like boned up on some of the trivia. Uh, but from what I remember, the story goes something along the lines of uh, Ian Fleming was writing these books, and I don't know if it was when he. I don't know if this guy Major Boothroy, which is such an English name, um, sent Ian Fleming a letter or sent like. Cubby Broccoli a letter while they're making the movie, although it had to have been Fleming because this is the first movie. It was something along the lines of Bond had a Beretta and that didn't suit the character because uh, like Beretta's like jam or something like that. Basically like a know-it-all, <laughs> <laughs> like a know-it-all nerd sent in a really nerdy letter in like, you know, in the 50s saying James Bond wouldn't have this gun, he'd have this gun. Uh, and it was a Walter PPK, and and they changed it from a Beretta to a Walter PPK, and so in the movie, um, like one of the first thing happens is M asks him to turn his Beretta in, and he they, makes him. He makes him turn. He his Beretta makes in. him leave it. Yeah, like he you really can even just keep it, keep it and have both. Yeah, he makes him leave it, and and the character that comes in to give and Bond, Bond his looks new very gun, sad about he it. does. And the character that comes in to give Bond the PPK is named Major Boothroy, uh, named after the actual guy in real life. The who, actual nerd. Who, who nerdily called them out on their <laughs> gun faux pas. Yeah. Uh, I, need to, I need to research that again. There's a really, really good, if you're listening to this and you're into Bond as much as I am, and you haven't seen it yet, there's an amazing documentary called Everything or Nothing. It's like a two-hour long like movie documentary. It's just about the fucking making of James Bond movies from the beginning to basically, I think, like, Skyfall-ish. Um, but everybody's in it. Like, they go into... They have, like, Ian Fleming footage. They have tons of, like, Cubby Broccoli footage. And every single James, every single actor who played James Bond is in it talking about playing James Bond. It's really fucking good. Uh, so I would recommend watching that. There's some fun Isn't his first anecdotes. name Albert? Yes. Why does he go by Cubby? Like, it's his, it's his like, nickname... He, so Albert Broccoli and, and uh, Harry Saltzman were the two producers on these movies for a long time. Uh, Harry Saltzman, I think, was like a gambler or something. He, I think, like lost pretty much all of his money and ended up selling his rights to James Bond at one oh, point and sad. had a big falling out with Albert Broccoli mm-hmm. over it. Uh, and then Albert Broccoli uh, passed it on to his son-in-law, Michael G. Mm-hmm. Wilson, and then his later his daughter, mm-hmm. Barbara Broccoli. And yeah. so Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson are now the ones who are currently running it. Um, but it, it like the documentary is great because it shows like uh, it's basically a big family. Like mm-hmm. the whole production was just a big family the entire time. Um, like there's there's fun little anecdotes about like uh, Albert Broccoli. Like everyone called him Cubby. Um, 
Uh, Did they ever stick him in a scene? No, but... Uh, his son-in-law, Michael G. Wilson, is 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 in every movie. Once he got involved, he uh-huh. has a cameo in every movie. Oh, that's crazy. And I can't remember where it starts, but at a certain point, he's in the movies, uh-huh. like in a tiny cameo, and, and he's in every single one. So I'll have to look that <laughs> like up. Like even currently? Yes, he's still in it. Huh. Um, so Lucky bastard. Right? Uh, but yeah, so uh, th- there's like an anecdote about how he would like bake or not bake, but like make huge amount. He would make like spaghetti for the crew. Mm-hmm. So he would just like the entire, like literally the entire crew of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'd be like on location in like Gibraltar or whatever. <laughs> and like Cubby Broccoli would just show up with like a just like of spaghetti. Just a shitload of spaghetti. <laughs> just be like, I made everybody spaghetti. It just sounded really adorable. like adorable. Yeah. yeah uh, everybody loved him except for mm-hmm. Sean Connery. But we'll get into that too. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll save that for next. I'll time. Do, I'll do some like once we get into more of these movies, I'll I'll do a little more like advanced uh, behind the scenes research so I can have some more fun like stories mm-hmm. to tell. But that's Doctor. Start now. trying to pay more attention. Well, that that'll I'll be try. our. I, I'm honestly that'll be it's our so like hard. that'll be our um like mission. Mm-hmm. You know that'll that'll be our our objective every time. Like trying to figure out. What the hell is happening? The That's f- gonna be rough. It is rough. For for me even. I love these movies. I've seen them all a million times. I can't. I'm already tell you what- regretting doing this. <laughs> we have Just time. Thinking about trying to watch Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> I don't think we even finished it. We did not. Oh boy. It's fine. I hope Charles he Gray is a in, lot that. in that one. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's great. Just have fun with all I can. Is it? Is that the one where Crispin Glover's yep. dad is in it? Okay. Yep. What's all right. His, what's his name? I don't know. Something Glover. Bruce Glover. Okay. Bruce Glover. Yeah. Being every much Crispin Glover's dad as you expect him to be. Yeah. Who is really see where Crispin Glover gets it from? <laughs> is Charles Gray a bad guy? Yeah, Charles Gray movie? plays Blofeld in that one. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, he's great. He's Charles Maybe Gray. he'll get me through that movie. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'll just spend the whole time thinking about Rocky Hard. Yeah. In the time warp. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else to add to Dr. No or James Bond in general? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think we covered as much as we could cover. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I enjoyed it. I mean... It's slow. I enjoyed the beginning of it. And yeah. then, yeah, it definitely lost me. But the, you know, the climax and the weird radioactive yeah. layer. Layer, yeah. Was pretty the layer interesting. was pretty Yeah. It's just like a science facility with a pool in the middle that's full of nuclear material or something. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Yeah. It was cool. I like the set design. I talked about mm-hmm. that a little bit while we were watching it, that like mm-hmm. some of these early Bond movies with their very like 60s, yeah. like at the time ultra modern, but in retrospect, like super retro. Yeah, like, set but designs. It's, it, it definitely, and I don't, you know, I don't know anything about how they made these movies, but it, it looked like they spared no expense on it. Oh, definitely. You know, like nothing felt like it was cardboard or props. No. Like they really looked like they were going all in. They really did. Which like, was a good a lot of these choice early, for them. Yeah, a lot of these early movies, they spared no expense. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it shows. Mm-hmm. But, okay, well, we're going to go and we'll see you next time. I, I don't know what our next movie will be after this, but our next Bond movie, at least, will mm-hmm. be uh, From Russia With Love. 
and uh, we'll do that sometime uh, in the near future. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.